the podcast. Matthew Winter here as always. And so this is a bit of a different episode. I guess it's sort of like an interview. So what I've decided to do is get one of my co-hosts, Hayden Clark, and I'm going to, you know, we're going to go through his life. From his birth to his, his rise and all that stuff. So yeah, so it's a bit of a, we'll go into the mind of Hayden Clark. So I hope you guys enjoyed. There'll be one with Chris as well too. All your fans of Chris, all three of them. But yeah, enjoy. Is that? I thought you were doing dead memes. <laughs> no, that's a late. That's I'm gonna do that later on. Oh, I okay. do. I do like dead memes though. No, <laughs> but um, I did all my research. I need. I need to do research for my dead memes. Um, and unless we could talk for, to Pep about Pepe for like two hours. Pepe's not a dead meme. I love it. Jacob's keeping it alive single-handedly. He's the only one in the world still using it. He actually has a folder on his phone and he showed me and it's called Pepe Memes. Yeah. He's got a dedicated folder. I don't know. I don't... I... I'm so against the idea that we can't use Pepe now. Because it's like some news company decided to portray it in that way. Like, that was their angle. Mm. So now you're racist if you use it. Yeah, that's dumb. Like... But, like, if we believe that, then they'll be able to kill any meme. No, exactly. Meme. Like, they could just... Like, like the monkey getting a haircut. Some way, you could, you, could, you could shape that into being some sort of Nazi sentiment. Yeah, exactly. It's just... It's dumb. You can... Yeah, you can turn anything into anything. I still don't understand how it became associated with the alt-right. I think it's because Donald... Trump... Yeah, from what I can remember, like, Trump retweeted something. Oh, okay. To do with it. And then, like... There was all this like, and then the people. It was like, like a, a niche meme. What that like was like a, a fast burner, and it died really quickly. Hmm. It was um that one how it went to the freeze frame, it put a brown filter on, and said like to be continued or something. Yeah, oh, I love that meme. <laughs> and it had that that weird music on dun, it. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I think that was fantastic. Although the topic for today is not no, dead memes. It's not dead memes. Um, I wanted to talk about you. Yeah, man. So there's not much to talk about. I'm no, only I'm only twenty. I've got notes. I haven't done okay, much. I've got notes. Oh, so I, you're gonna like give me a little quiz? Yeah, it's like a it's like an actual interview. So like, let's say we were doing your oh cool your bio your biography your um what the, what's the it's not a <laughs> let's say bibliography. What do you call it? Your when you like you know people do their own autobiography. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, you, you were right the first time. What did I say? Biography, but it's like an autobiography yeah. about yourself. Yeah, autobiography is me. Ah, you're gonna get me to talk about. It. Well, yeah. Okay, understood. Yeah. Um, but we're on the same page now. On the same page, exactly. Um, what I was gonna say was, have you seen like how I don't know, like say a YouTuber who's like this big YouTuber, million subscribers, and they're like 22 years old, and they release like an autobiography. It's like you haven't done fucking shit, mate. Yeah, mate. <laughs> oh fuck off! No, but seriously, no. But it's like it's done. Let's talk about the awkward gaps. That was one. Yeah, it was, that was a good one though. Um, <laughs> fuck. So really, no. I, I didn't know that people were doing it that early. Has Neistat done one? Who Casey? No, yeah. no, I don't think so. I don't think many people have. I know. I wonder if he would. I guess he doesn't have the time. No, he's running. A, he's running a big company, man. Gary V hasn't, he's a... but he's done books about like helping people. Like he hasn't done necessarily an autobiography. Shane Dawson's done one. He's twenty nine. You know, what has he done that's remarkable? Um, he's <laughs> fuck, Sorry, fuck all. Dogs outside. He, yeah, there's dogs outside mine too. They just keep barking. Um, what I was gonna say about Shane Dawson? He has done like 
he during his like his autobiography, it was all about like how he was like young and fat, and he was abused by uh, his alcoholic father, and then um, he ended up losing all the weight, and then he was working at Jenny Craig, and did a video about working at Jenny Craig and got fired, and so did his mum because <laughs> him and his mum worked at Jenny Craig because oh yeah, and then yeah, it became a big a big thing. Recently, he's just gone to shit. Like he's got a podcast. And he's yeah. done it like he's done. Never heard of it. No, he's oh, what's it called? It's called like Shane and Friends. Very original. Um, but then he did like he's been doing like he's been putting out like daily like challenge videos and shit like that. Get get a few million views. It's just like you know it's regurgitated like shit. So, yeah. Yeah. Nothing good. Yeah, I mean it's always interesting to learn about where people have come from, especially if you're like fans of them. I can see fans um, of Big Big Shano. No, exactly. Um, eat, eating that up, lapping it up. No, exactly. Like, even if, like, and that's, I guess, what this episode of the podcast is. It's like me talking to you about your history. But you know what I mean? Like, if, yeah, let's say, who's who's someone we like? Lewis from the Yogs cast. And he talked about his life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's just like that. Except we're not the Yogs cast. I shouldn't compare ourselves. I'll probably get, you know, probably get bad comments about that. Nah, man. We're in a, we're in a league of our own. I, not not a very good league. Like it's a very subpar <laughs> league. Like below average. Like far below average. No, I think we're trying to make our own league, <laughs> and it's not working very well. We're getting there. We're getting. You know, we've got a few subs. It's a good life. It's a good life. Uh, um, okay, I'll, it's let, lonely here at the top. It <laughs> it is at the top of what? I guess we're the most. I guess we're probably the number. Let's say we're the number one channel of alternative Australian comedy that does a podcast and a web series. I bet nobody else does that who's popular. I mean, like that's a very like niche category. See, it doesn't matter, but I though. think you're right. I think you're right. I mean, you could absolutely be right. We could probably actually have like an award ceremony for that. And get that award. It's a pretty long award, yeah. like, though. Best alternative comedy Australian YouTube channel that has a podcast and a web series. We should get one of those made. We could, you can buy trophies and get shit. Mm. Like, Hamish and Andy do it all the time. Remember how you got that mug that you printed for me for Christmas? Oh yeah, that, that's like a master strike. That's the best gift I've given to anyone. For, for those who don't know, it's probably been. I think it's probably. I think it's been in a few videos. It it says, "World's best CEO," and it's a very nice mug. Do you still use it, or have you broken? No, it? I'll use it all. Last la- last person I bought one for, um, smashed it. Really? Smashed it smithereens. Who did that? Yeah, my my English teacher. <laughs> I bought a very expensive mug and she destroyed it and said it was a ghost. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't believe No, she, she secretly didn't want it. She thought it was a bit, yeah. she thought it was a bit creepy that a student was given her something. <laughs> but, okay, that was a good joke. Okay, no, but it's Caden. See, look, there's probably, there's probably things we're going to discuss in here that I don't even know about you. You know what I mean? Like, I guess it's like, you know, let's, we're going to, I'm going to learn more about you, except we're recording it's, it for my profit. Explore each other. Exactly. We'll explore our the deepest inner workings of our minds. You know what I mean? Like that movie. What's that movie? Um, inner workings of the eternal spotlight of the sunshine mind. Something like that. You know the one with Tom... Oh, yeah. Yeah, with, with Ace Ventura. Yeah, that's right. That's it. Um, no, okay. Let's, Hayden, let's start from the beginning. Um, you were born quite a few years ago. You're, so you're a year younger than me. So you're 20 yeah. now. You're 20 years old. Big boy. So you haven't done fucking shit. Um, but I'm a big boy. Were you born in 
in our... Can we just mention where we live? I think we've mentioned it, but, like, not addressed it. Say it all the time. Do we? Yeah. Yeah. Some some dog shit town in the middle of New South Wales. Although, it's actually really... It's it's pretty nice. It is not as bad as, like, Wellington. Yeah, Wellington was fucking pretty shit when I drove through it. Um, (laughs) What I was going to say was, though... Oh, well, the first thing I was going to say was, like, Scone's not... Like, Scone. Would you rather live in Scone or, like, in the city? If you were like, if you had to choose between the two to be like to grow up in, which one would you rather? Uh, to grow on, to grow up in. Yeah. Having having lived in Canberra for almost a year now, which isn't isn't much, but <clears throat> the the systems here are so very different to like a country town that we grew up in. Oh god, and yeah. I would have loved it, mm. and it, mostly because like for for me because I'm only twenty, like the two biggest things that I've had to do in my life so far, right? One of them is not even that big. That is getting my license. Yeah. The second thing is getting through school, getting through high school. And both of them, both of those systems are vastly different in each state. Um, but just like from, from experience, I know that the state here in Canberra is, the state, the system in Canberra is a lot um, more relaxed with driving and um, with high school. You don't have to do the HSC exams. Yeah, it's a bit of a, it seems like, I remember saying to, to Taylor the other day that it's like, I feel like it'd be very, good for our, like, good for, like, our hypothetical kids to grow up in, because, you know, like, it seems to be less stressful, even with this, like, with everything, like, the two things you mentioned, education and driving, and just how everything works, and this, it's like, you're in the city, but there's, like, a bit of the country there as well, so, like, you're not too, um, it's, like, it's not too crowded, it's not too fast-paced, like, it's pretty chill yeah, at the same time. Yeah, camp is regarded as, um, you'll see it on number plates and stuff, they call it the, uh, country capital mm. something like that um i like that though i forget what it says it's like the, the bush capital or something like that mm. they, they think of it as like a big town mm. more than a city it's nothing like melbourne or sydney it's not it's not as dense or um you know as gentrified it's not high rise there's so much land to expand like right now i'm living in a brand new suburb it's suburbs popping up <laughs> every other month and yeah it's just nice it's so much more relaxed when I visited, did we go into the heart of Canberra? I don't think we did, did we? Um, we no, not no, not properly. We, we went, we went by because, like, where Parliament is, um, there's most, there's a lot of big government things, mm. and it's as if it's reserved for that, like the mints nearby, like the High Court, um, all those things, the National Gallery and all that, mm. and they're all like spaced out well. Um, there's no like shitty businesses there, things like that, and that's sort of like the the Parliament, like the. Uh, I guess you'd say like diplomat capital, mm. uh, diplomat heart of the city. Yeah, where the right. important government stuff is, and then you've got um, into the actual city. We went to the mall. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's it. And we had a little walk around, but you didn't go past any of like the high rises, quote unquote high rises. They're not, they're not that high. But all. yeah, but it's it's it still has that city vibe, which I really like. And like I've always wanted to live in the city, mm. and I've always told myself that. But it's nice to Canberra's nice because it's a mix of both sort of thing. Like, it's not too city-ish, you know what I mean? Like, it's not too daunting and all that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I would. I, I don't even think I'd class it as a city. Even the, the quote-unquote city area isn't even like a city. Like, you go to Sydney, and in order to get to, you know, where you need to be, you've got to go by train. Hmm. You know, you've got to go on, like, the monorail, whatever you need. Yeah. And, like, the streetcars and whatever. And, like, you, you'll be on, you'll, you'll travel for, like, half an hour, whatever on the rail go from train to train you're still in the friggin city you're still in the uh sky rises and all that sort of stuff 
and you know i i do like that as as a as a tourist as a visitor i love that aspect of sydney and melbourne mm. not that i've been to melbourne yeah. but i i wouldn't be able to just just because i think it's because i've grown up in a small town i probably wouldn't be able to live there yeah it's a it's very different to what we're used to like you could probably transition from canberra yeah. to one of the big cities but definitely not from scone to one of the big oh, cities like I guess so, lot, yeah. some people some people can like but for me, yeah. us personally yeah, i guess because i guess we're a bit of we I, I think we're a bit introverted more than we are oh extroverted okay. for sure like yeah, but, man. i'm but a filthy nerd you are a filthy nerd <laughs> like and it's <laughs> funny because like i'd be i have i think i'm an introvert with extrovert qualities like you know what i mean like at work i'm like that i'm a talkative person blah 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 but and with marty i sort of have to be as well but yeah overall i don't think Fuck. i'm I, th- I think i'm an introvert i don't think i'm an extrovert what's the def- what's the definition though <clears throat> i don't know i mean i i don't really class things that way but i i sort of mean uh you say someone's introverted if they're more comfortable in not outwardly expressing themselves mm. in front of everyone yeah. <laughs> in front of other people sort of keeping their, their friend groups confined and doing that sort of thing which i guess I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to become extroverted become more confident and just um but i would just say um more comfortable with just talking to random people yeah because it, t- it took me a while like, i was put in the position i sort of had to and like yeah you just eventually... when, you, when you work yeah at a counter things like that yeah but those are skills that i'll live with for the rest of my life sort of thing for sure yeah um but yeah i i, I that, that's why i like canberra just to sum that up yeah oh well so i like i like canberra too and that's why i'm moving there for sure and i, I can see myself living there for a long long time 100 percent um yeah like so your childhood can if you can sum up your childhood in a, a sentence how would you do it putting you on the spot uh, uh, I know you got something. <laughs> maybe, no, maybe I'm, it's trying a, to, I'm trying to think of something, something funny, but maybe there's a long no. sentence. What is no, describe? I was it, just, I was, just, I was just an asshole. I think. Yeah, you remember, you've mentioned that. How are you an asshole? I don't know. I was just, I was just like a really, a very rude kid. See, because when I was really young, I had this idea. I grew up watching like The Simpsons and things like that, and, um. You know, I never. I was always inspired by the people that like Bart, who who have a lot of fun in not obeying the rules, mm. and it's always inspired as well by people that like ate healthy and took care of themselves. I was like, I was like a little kid looking yeah. on, and that sort of thing. Because there's all these things like you know, you shouldn't drink coke, you shouldn't eat all this crap, and I was sort of like, I was of the belief that when you die, you come back alive. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I used to think that you you'd get more chances. Mm. And so I pretty much just concluded like, oh, cool. I'll, um, you know, this life, I'll just do whatever I want. I'll be lazy and just, I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll be nice enough to get by. Because um, I, I thought I'm not going to waste it and just be rude to everyone. Hmm. I don't want to be nice because then won't have any fun. This is like six-year-old me talking. And then I found hmm. out that, no, in fact, you die. You, you're straight up dead. Yeah. And so I pretty much decided, well, I'll, I'll try and do both. And it was mostly in like grades five and six. Where I started goofing off a bit. Mm. I was like, it was like just like the best time of my life for schooling, I guess, because it wasn't that important, you know, especially at the time. It's kind of 
irrelevant. There was no real consequences for your actions in those in primary school. So I was always just goofing off with my friends in class and like skipping class and stuff like that. Did you and just being really rude to people and not 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 working it like not thinking about it. It's always rude to um, like the teachers and stuff. Always talking when they were and I was I didn't do anything crazy like you know attack people or swear or be rude. It was more just like talking under them and doing things like that. Skipping class. Did you skip class in primary school? Yeah, a couple times. Oh, um, yeah. I remember they were they were they were. Um, building an extension to the hall at the primary school hmm. and they built this little room at the back and it was in the middle of summer it was i think it was just about before we left um primary school and me and my my best friend b-dub b-dub we would yeah we would um i said b-dub <laughs> so i said we i would, said b-dub um, oh you said b-dog no not b-dog that's lame continue anyway b-dub yeah we hmm. we would um you know uh teacher would say we need something delivered like a letter to another person or they're going to deliver presents to someone they need to go to the office or whatever so brain and i would agree to do it um but then on the way back of course we'd um stop by that little room that was being built because um you know it was freaking hot in the middle of summer and so we went in there the air conditioner was always on so we're just staying there for half an hour 20 minutes and then when, when we thought maybe maybe we because we would always have to come up with a story as to why it took so long. And so we'd get we'd get the item, we'll deliver it as quickly as possible, then go back to that cool room and just stay there for a while. And when that's done, just walk back into class and say, oh, yeah, yeah, no, we, um, we, we kept getting interrupted or things like that. It was fun. A bit of a rebel you were. Uh, see, I didn't do anything like that. I was a good kid. Oh. Yeah, no, I straight, I straight up, I started, started rebelling there. And then it just, it, it finished fiercely in like year seven year eight because i remember i remember like year seven year eight i was working it was I, it, it was it was tough to adjust to high school because there were immediate consequences hmm. in in the sense that you'd be put down into lower classes and things like that like i started off in like top maths which you know me in year six i was a dumbass like i was i was really um i didn't care about education or anything like that so um going into high school i didn't try it all like i, I would never have imagined i'd be where i am now going to university and um yeah living by myself out here especially doing like what i'm doing i, d- I never thought i'd be working on com- uh, uh computer science and high level math and that sort of stuff um yeah and then like year seven and eight i remember I just keep getting in trouble i remember like um a good friend big steve was always getting um really high marks he was, he was going really well in like english hmm. but he'd always been someone that i goofed off with in high school uh, primary school whatever and so when i started seeing him get good grades i was like oh shit like big steve's like pulling out the numbers i gotta start doing something like this and that's when i started focusing a lot more and like i because you sort of I, I when i was younger i think i sort of you'd get this sense of accomplishment through making people laugh and just having a good time hmm. and somehow at some point i sort of translated that that sense of accomplishment hmm. into doing well at school which is a really good translation. Um, and of course, it's, it's led to where I am now. See, Big Steve, I was going to Big go Steve. into, like, because he was one of our good friends. And yeah. this, like, yeah. we've sort of drifted apart, but he was a very, I think, honestly, in ways, I really think Steve, Big Steve, helped shaped, shape us in ways. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, absolutely. Like no, like no doubt. Like the way he sort of, I guess, in a way, he, like early on, 
even with me, because I was a good friend with Steve. Like, I remember going to Steve's all the time. We should, I should call him Steven, because that's what, that's what we used to call him. So we still call him. Um, but it's big Steve. We used to go to his house all the time. I used to go to his house nearly every afternoon. And, you know, stay at his house all the yeah. time. And he's sort of like, like I sort of drifted off at the end of high school. But like, he was sort of like, he was very good at, like he was, he was good at school. And he knew what he was, he wanted to be good at and all that sort mm. of stuff. But he was always goofing off and he could always have a laugh with him. And I guess he, he showed me a lot of stuff like with music and even like comedy and like all that YouTube stuff and all that sort of stuff. And he shaped sort of like the stuff I enjoy today. Like no doubt. And especially, and I know he would with you as well, including like video games and that. Cause I know you and him used to play a lot together. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. And um, yeah. And on that topic, like pe- people are formed by the people that they hang out with when they're younger. Mm. Like they, they sort of take parts of, uh, their their peers' personalities and sort of forge them, forge their own personality mm. from all those pieces, and it's definitely something that um has happened like with, with all my friends um as well as Steve because it's always been like year one grade school like um is when like Braden and I met and before that I didn't really have any any permanent friends I, I was playing football at the time so I had some good friends through football and I'm like five years old six years old so I don't know the difference between a good friend and you know an ephemeral friend but then like year one um we we pretty much became friends just on a whim because our friends rhymed we thought this is the coolest fucking thing ever can you believe this and so like we we were always very close friends and then i i sort of became friends with um his uh his, his brother's group of friends his brother's your age and he was always connected and i'm pretty sure you were connected to that group as well oh yeah that, that's how i met you for sure that's how i met you it was all the way back then so for the majority of primary school, I'm pretty sure up until about year five, it was just um, essentially myself and Brayden, and we would hang out with his brother's older group, and that was my like friend group. And then in like year five and six is when we we met Steve, and I got no idea how Steve became in, in our group. Like it was just myself and Brayden for the longest time, and then it essentially became myself, Brayden, and Steve, um, and we were like best buds for a very long while. Um, I'm not sure how it happened, but it, it just came out of nowhere. And then a bunch of other people kept joining. Um, you know, of course, Jacob, Brad, um, Chris, all the the group just kept getting bigger and bigger. But um, yeah, for, Steve was always this person who, while he he was clever, um, and um, like he knew what he was doing, he he just didn't like being told what to do. And that's something that I've you know subtracted from him. Not subtracted. I, I've like gained from him, forged into my own personality. And Steve always wanted to appear cool, not always necessarily, but when he was younger, definitely. Um, and that that was like the, the thing, like Brain and I were always do-gooders and we never really goofed off. And then um, Steve came in and it's not a bad thing, but he taught us how to be a lot more confident and give less fucks about people, which is a good thing. No doubt. And like, I think Steve... Like he's, he's, cause he's become, he's come into his own as well. And I feel there's aspects of us that have bled into him as well. And like, you know, mm. he's like, he's gone off and done his own thing. And like, he's, you know, he's, he's huge into his music and that's what he wants to do. And he's, that's what he's always wanted to do. And like, you know, there's yeah. like, for, like me and Steve, we might not agree on everything. We never like, you know, that's how we always were. Like I remember having like little fights and I remember I got really angry at him one time. So I put his, um, his phone in the hood of his jacket hanging in the <laughs> hanging in the cupboard. I was going to rip one of his posters off the wall. I was that angry. But instead, I just, you know, hit his phone, 
And I feel really bad for that, but no, Love but like, it. um, yeah, he was a, he was a, he's a, he's very much a, f- in a way, a free spirit in a way. Like, you know what I mean? He doesn't, he plays by his own rules and you know, sometimes that's to his advantage. Sometimes it's not. And like, mm. he's like, and he's, fig- and I can tell like now just what we've, what we've seen, what we've heard and little things here and there. He's coming into his own. Like he's bouncing that out. Well, I think. Yeah. 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 No, definitely. Our good friend, Steve. Um, I, Steve. I don't know if he's listening. He probably won't. He's probably not. I hope he does though. Probably, probably not. I hope he listens to this episode specifically. Cause you know, I remember, I remember one occasion, like we, we were, cause I'd, I'd always go down cause he lived just down the road for me Yeah. for the longest time. It was, it was crazy how long it took uh, for us to actually become friends considering how close it was. But I'd always go to his place. would always play PlayStation two games and whatever. And I remember one night we're playing like the Jackass game. Mm. Have you ever played that? Yes, I have actually. It's a really good game. Yeah, I mean, we were playing it, and we were sort of taking turn by turn, trying to get through all the challenges and do shit. I remember we had a, we had a fight about something, um, and I remember, yeah, getting up and leaving. I got real pissed off at him and said, okay, I'm going home. And I pretty much just walked into the hallway and started putting my shoes on. I remember his dad coming out, and he's like, what are you, what are you doing, mate? What are you doing? Where are you going? It's like midnight, and... Remember, I'm just like, oh, uh, I came, I came out here to check on my shoes. I said something stupid like that, <laughs> and he's like, "All right, come on, get in the room." And so he pretty, he walked me back to the room, and we just sat there really awkwardly. It's that awkward silence after a fight. Went <laughs> really angry. Oh, that's so funny. And you just want to go, and we're sitting there, um, trying to play jackass and have a good time while his dad's just sitting there, like, "What the fuck just happened?" <laughs> it was really awkward. Uh... He was a he was a big part of our childhoods, I think. Like he was, yeah. Interested, like oh, the music was the, one of the big things because we used to listen to the same bands a lot. I think and and his his um sense of humor. Yeah, for hundred percent, and that's bled into me guy. now. He, yeah, he got, he got he like definitely back back in the day. He he got a lot of his humor from people he watched. We're talking about Shane Dawson for Swift Karate. Chop. Oh yeah, Swift Karate. All Chop. the people that were and there was someone else. I feel like there was mm. like a third vlogger that was that did that sort of style. I've got a like. Was it? I've got a feeling that was like make me bad. Thirty five was one of them. You might remember him, but it was someone like that. I know who you. Talk, I know what you mean, though. Yeah, uh, and he drew heavy inspiration from that. But a lot of the jokes that he made that wasn't inspired by them was like just was it was genuinely good. It was very it was edgy and just you know unique. He's. I, I think hmm. my it's, it's influenced like my sense of humor a lot today. Do you think he got less funny? Sorry, Steve. <laughs> Big Steve. I don't know. He's still pretty funny. Yeah. He... Oh, some, he's come out with some bangers. Yeah? Over the years, yeah. I remember one of the funniest things, and I reminded uh, reminded him of this like just the other week, was we were um, on a in a car trip going somewhere. It was like six hours away. It was wherever his dad lived. For some reason, I agreed to go. Um, and... Yeah, driving along the highway and whatever, and his mum's been driving all day. She didn't get much sleep. She's really agitated. And this news report comes on for, um, what do you fuck call it? There's like a someone broke out of prison, and it was nearby where they were mm. and where the dad lived. So she was a bit concerned, or whatever. And she's turning up the radio trying to listen to it. Um, Steve's fucking around in the back. <laughs> He's got like the the compartment in the middle down, mm. and he'd keep climbing into the boot, and he just kept going. You're in the boot. You're in the boot. And shit like this. And the voice he was using was just very, very funny. But eventually, she didn't hear the report. She was really pissed off. So she just started screaming at him. 
Um, and so it's a very awkward silence. <laughs> I'm just looking at Steve. He's like had a heart attack. He's looking at his mum. He turns to me and he just in the boot and he just like dives into the boot and we just start laughing and it was really, really bad. He was it did not help the situation. Oh, Steve. He he knew how he to push it well. He knew how to push people's buttons. And he yeah. knew how... He doesn't like being told what to do. No. That's the thing. Oh. oh Steve. Um I love that boy. Like he was he's turned into a No, he's getting there. He's he's found his no but like because he was steve's good he was you know like we sort of drifted off as friends all three of us really towards the end you know he was doing his own thing like he's still there and we're still friends with him you know he's doing his own thing own friends that's just how life is sort of thing you know what i mean Mm. like nothing against steve Mm. i know you guys were really really tight back in the day oh we were like remember like we're the ones who started you guys wanted to do well i I mean if if you guys never split up and he, he didn't get into music and whatever you guys would probably be doing this together right now oh probably and you're exactly right you know i might get steve on the podcast one day just me and steve that'd be that'd be good it would be shit you guys would have heaps to talk about he he was like he he was what Braden is to me Mm. you know what i mean yeah like that that main childhood friend who's just stuck around all that time Yeah. yeah i think everyone's got someone like that they probably drifted apart hopefully they're they're still in touch with that person yeah, but doesn't. I don't think. So. Did Brad have any friends? I don't think. <laughs> no, Brad didn't really have any friends. You know, but he. I remember him. Remember the story about him having a leather jacket in primary school. Yeah. and he was going to get all the girls. If you if you graphed it right, it'd be like a bell shape that's up, uh, like a bell curve that's upside down. Hmm. So it'd be like an inverted penis, and so he like started at the top early on in his life, getting all the ladies, and it was really cool. And then it just went downhill when he met Rift and me. Yeah, let's just play games together, and then. Um, I think that was probably the lowest point. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds like a very, very low point for sure. But now it's just accelerated upwards, and it's back to where the balls sit. Um, and he's he's got the leather jacket back on. He's got oil in his hair again. He's looked good. He is looking good, and I miss the fat Brad to be honest. Maybe <laughs> I miss the Brad that like he was the butt of all jokes. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he was the butt, and he still is to the he still is a little bit. But sometimes it's me. See, like, that's an interesting thing to say. When I was with Steve, me and Steve, like, you know, being good friends, but then when, like, you came over, I was the butt of the joke. Or when some, when Adam came over, or, God forbid, the guy who called me Frosty came over, and I was the butt of the joke. Do you know what I mean? Like, but, like, that's how Steve and mine, I think that's how Steve and my relationship was. I, you know what I, mean? I hope that that's, I hope that's a common thing in most relationships, most friend groups, because... It's something that I've definitely noticed, and it's something that I do. Wait, which bit? And, which bit exactly? Oh, one second. And, like, and I think I'm a bad person yeah. because of it. I noticed that I tend to pick on the weakest person in the group. Hmm. Not because it makes myself feel better or bigger, because eventually the joke comes back around to you. And, you know, you got you got to be able to exercise a bit of humility for the sake of the joke. You know, when when the joke turns back on you and you're the butt of the joke, you can joke about it. It's good as long as you're not always the butt of the joke. No, <laughs> like, yeah. you guys were. But my my theory is, you know, like you sort of you, when it's just one on one, you you don't put them down because you you want to talk to them and enjoy uh, hanging out with the person. But when another person comes into the group, you can you can sort of leverage, you know, the humor 
uh, you can always pick on the weakest person in the group. Back in the day, it'd be like, Brad would be the butt of all jokes. Well, okay, let's say you'd be the butt of all jokes, and then Brad comes in, and then Brad's the butt of all jokes, and then Brad leaves. You're back to being the butt of all jokes. <laughs> it's just a cycle. Someone's going to be the butt. It's just bullying, really. Well, it is. But, like, we were friends, and I guess it made it not okay, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, was, yeah. I'm not understanding oh, yeah. it. Because, you- because we, know, we know that we're not... It's it's always in jest. It's not we're not intentionally attempting to hurt anybody. No, exactly. Um, do you want to talk about your siblings, your two brothers? Um, yeah, man. Well, um, see, older brother. I, we'll talk about both. Let's talk about let's talk about your <laughs> older brother first. How Josh. much detail can I go into? We'll see. Ju- just discuss. It's your brother. Do you know what I mean? Feel whatever you feel. Because like Josh, I've been like I've had a few experiences with Josh. I know he was like a he was a. Not a badass. He was a bit of a, a, not a, a bit of a rebel in a way. Like during yeah, all of school, he's pretty cool. He's a pretty cool he, guy. Yeah, he was a rebel. He was a bit of a. Um, he's quite contrast to you and your brother Matt, because yeah. Josh is the like, he's not a nerd whatsoever. Do you know what I mean? Like he's the one who's you know, he's like he's a cool the practical kid. Thing. Yeah, he's exactly. Be outside and riding and doing things like that. And that's the thing. Like he he and me are very. Uh, uh, opposites, mm. I'd say, very different. If if I'm introverted, then he's extroverted, um, and yeah, I don't know. There's, there's not there's not too much to say. Well, then then how how do you compare that with Matt? Because Matt, who is so how old's Matt now? He's like you know six fifteen, six, six, sixteen. That's crazy. And he yeah he it's it's weird because he's hanging out with me like we go out to dinner. You know what I mean? Like, not me, it's just me and Matt, but me and the boys. He's part of the group, yeah. and he's five years younger than me. Yeah, I find I find that really interesting, too. I've always seen him as, like, a mixture of myself and Josh. Oh, for sure. Because he has, he has all those extroverted qualities that my older brother has, you know. He, he has a very large friend group. He's he's not afraid of um, uh, uh, telling people what, what, they, what he thinks. He, he'd rather be, you know, playing football, doing fitness things, that sort of stuff. But once he's done... He, he's you know playing games with us he's a huge nerd online he is a huge yeah like he's probably he's more of a nerd than i Watching am doctor who and doing all these things star wars he loves star wars all these things you know josh hates it i like it like, yeah he's, yeah i see him as a mixture of the two of us which is interesting you know because I, I guess that's the way that you should expect it to happen you know like you see the older the, the first child grow up and they, they sort of find their own way there's always a lot of pressure on the firstborn um and sometimes they, they, they not necessarily choose the wrong path, but they choose the path that uh, has a lot of resistance. Uh, and see, that's what Josh did. Um, you know, he didn't strive for marks. He, he, knew, he, he knew early on what he wanted to do, and he knew that school wasn't as relevant for uh, his future. Mm. And so, you know, he went that way, very fitness, very outdoorsy, that sort of thing. Not fitness early on, <laughs> bit of a pudge actually. No, well, you, you, um, you know, he goes, yeah. he goes pigging now and things like that. You know, it's very outdoorsy, hands on. Whereas I, I sort of saw that and I thought, well, I, I don't really want to do that. And so I picked the opposite. And then Matt, like the last child, comes along and looks at these things and sort of picks the best, yeah, uh, items out of both lives. He said the best, yeah, exactly. He's chosen the best of both. And like, you know, he's playing footy and having, he's got a pretty good friend group and he's, you know, talking to girls and all that sort of stuff as teenagers but do. I do find it, find it interesting, yeah, that, he, that he's um, like saddled on with uh, 
our group, us guys, he has a lot of friends his age as well, but he seems to connect a lot better with us. I think it's because he's, he's a very mature kid. He really is. Yeah. Like, no doubt. Which is good. Yeah, and he feels... Co- I, what I love is that he feels comfortable around us and then he can speak to us as... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because realistically, a lot of people that age wouldn't be able to. I know people who are older than him and you can't even talk to. Do you know what I mean? He's a, Oh, yeah. That's true. Do you know what because, he... Because yeah. he's, he's, had, he's had the um the, the benefit of um growing, like, growing up with us and... You know, being introduced to us in small doses to begin with. Like, he's like a puppy. He's sort of <laughs> been taught how to handle older people. Yeah, it's, yeah I, I never thought of it that way. Like, I, when I was younger, I wouldn't... If I was in year eight, hmm. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't dream of talking to people that are in year 12. No, it's, above that, it's crazy. Which, is, which yeah. is the same situation. Um, yeah. For the people that are four years older than you. Like, when you're out in the world, four years doesn't make much of a difference. Most of the people that I meet at the uni are 25. Hmm. Most people that I hang out with are 25. And they, they don't look a day older than me, you know? But when you're in high school, because of puberty, someone who's five years old looks like they should be out of school by now. Five years older than you, you know, you look 30. It's crazy. It always get the hell out of me. I've never talked to seniors. Oh, it's very odd, isn't it? Because, and like, mm-hmm. but then you, it's, yeah, I, you can't really connect with a lot of people that age. Like, there's a few. Like, there's a few you can have a decent conversation with who are... You know, that young. Like, Matt's the Kate. Matt is the, the living proof sort of thing. Mm. Do you know what he, Matt wants to do when he's older? Like, he's a very bright kid. No, I don't. No, he, he, he's still trying to decide. He's got time. He's got three years, you take really. <laughs> three years. But do you know what you've I mean? Got, yeah. You've got, your, you've got your 20s to decide, uh, I think. If, if things don't go well, um, you got to the end of your 20s. Just to get something online. Yeah, exactly. Get something online and working. If it's not your dream, it's not exactly where you want to be. Mm. You've got the rest of your life to to change it. No, exactly. You got yeah, years. Like this, it's never too late, really, to figure out what you really want to do. And that's a good pivot here. Like, what did you want to be when you were younger, and what do you sort of want to be now? Is it the same? Is it similar? Or is it quite different? Mm, I'd be interested to see because um, we. I remember in year six, us ha- having to write down what we want to be when we're older. Hmm. And I, I don't remember what I wrote from memory. Like my dad was a builder and a shot firer. He set off explosives in the mines. I thought that was pretty cool. I, I think I always wanted to be either a builder or a police officer. Hmm. There's something about um, weapons <laughs> that interested me as a kid and blowing things up. Um, but I probably wouldn't have been a shot fire. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I think back in the day it would have been building tell me about it just, it just seems so cool and he tried to teach me how to <clears throat> um, do woodwork and things like that when i was very young but that was awful that's why i jumped to computers and gaming <laughs> Would, and that's like like that it grew your what you wanted to be grew with how you grew like you know what i mean like yeah. right now it's all technology like you know what i mean it's technology it's games it's entertainment it's like you know what i mean like it's that sort of that's the thing that sort of blend of things. Like, I know, like, I know things that you want to achieve in general, mm. but I don't know exactly what you want to do. You know what I mean? Like, I know if you could, you could, you would do a lot of things. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. heaps of things that you're like, like, well, tell me. Like, no, well, tell me. Don't, I'm not going to speak for you. Tell me, what do you want to do? I don't know, man. It'd be, it'd be awesome to be able to make games and do things like that. Uh, I love, I love building programs and building systems and networks and that sort of thing. Um, in my spare time 
and, and to be paid to do something of that would be awesome. Doing something of that would be fantastic. Because um, I like solving problems, and that's what that's what IT is. That's what um, programming is. Game design. Um, so I think yeah, if I could pick anything, like that'd be that'd be fantastic. So that that's what I'm aiming for at the moment. But there's so much else that I'd like to do. When I was a bit younger, I always wanted to be a spy. I love spy movies. Mm. Um, and you know, like if, if that was ever a possibility, that is something that I would do. It wouldn't be like in the movies. Um, it'd be a bit different than that be mostly like behind a desk and stuff like that but it's very interesting one second you're right a smoke alarm so do i <laughs> oh that's so funny it's just a team energy in that yeah that's so funny. <laughs> oh, that made me laugh so much. Oh, what we you can keep that in there if you want. I probably will. What was that? So, what were we up to? Sorry, what were we? Um, I was just talking about just finished spy. What else? What else have I told you that I'd I'd want to be? I know, like, when we were discussing, like, this is a few months ago when we sort of sat down and like talked about Onwe specifically. You know, me, mm. all about me. No, but like. I remember one thing that you start like you wanted to make games and you wanted like and it was part of you that like wanted to do maybe some movie stuff and some like you know help with Marty and all that sort of stuff and I think you summed it down to you wanted to tell stories. Yeah, yeah. Is that still something in your head? Is that still something you want to do? Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. The thing with ideas like this is that as you get older, you realize that these these things that you love doing are not going to pay the bills which is like it's it's a crushing truth it's something that most people face unless they um have very rich parents they can find a way to mold that into a way uh, to something that will pay the bills um but for most people living in the real world um you know your, your dreams sort of can't pay pay the bills and um yeah i mean that limits it limits like your your encouragement to pursue certain paths like yeah i mean it'd be great it'd be great to make movies and shows and stuff and tell stories in that way um but it's tough because it's like that's what i like and i've i think i've mentioned this before on the podcast and to you personally like i want to help my friends achieve what they want to do and like so like the the way i want to do it is you know like one day you go okay i want to do that thing i've always want to do and that's make a game and then, you know, we, we make a game and all that sort of stuff and success or not, you know what I mean? You've made a game and that's what it's about. It's not about the success of it. And then you go, you know, well, Matt, now I want to make this sort of web series. It's like it's a bit different to everything else. And then we make it. Yeah. And it's a bit, and then something else, another game, another, sorry, another sort of um, web series or a sort of film or a sort of like, maybe it's like an audio thing, a podcast thing where it's a specific sort of, talk do you know what i mean like there's so many different yeah. sort of ways to tell stories and i want to like with on in general but it's always been something i wanted to be like involved in is telling different sort of stories like that's why i'm doing uh a filmed thing a filmed web series with marty and like which is co- comedy and then a, basically a radio show for the internet with this podcast and i want to make films mm. i want to make all these different sort of genres and all that sort of thing i just want to create stuff and experience 
that sort of thing. Like there's so many different things itching inside my head that I want to do that is to do with storytelling. Yeah. And so you're one of the few people that actually uh, pursued it. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Cause that's the thing you, when, when you, when you go out and do something, unless, unless you're very, very talented, um, you can't just drop everything and dive straight into it. No. Um, you have to, you have to, like I was saying, it, most people aren't, aren't born, you know, with a silver spoon. They, they can't have their parents cover them while they wait for their web series to become a success. You, 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 you yeah, you can't, you, you have to keep working the whole time and which sucks because to get things to work, often you need to put 110% into it, long hours, all that sort of stuff, which is definitely what you're doing. You, you're putting a shit ton of work into it. Mm. But it's always hindered by the fact that you need you need to pay your way. You, you still need to survive. Yeah, which sucks. It does suck. Like, but mm. hopefully, in all these cases, for anyone who's pursued it, it's only a temporary uh, sacrifice. Yeah. Like the, the the end goal, the dream is that eventually, it it will become you know regarded enough that you'll be able to sustain yourself from it, and then you can actually devote yourself to it completely like without like going into too much detail because it's this is a podcast about you not about me but what i wanted to say was like one thing i've learned from famous entrepreneur gary vaynerchuk it's like talent like if you're talented everything is going to come to you do you know what i mean like you know like mm. if i'm if i was if this is a really really good podcast that's stuck i would have you know tens of thousands of listeners already but i'm talented enough to make it get out there but i'm not talented enough that it's just organic you know what i mean so that's why yeah. that's where the work comes in on that and like i understand it i understand that it's not it might not happen for a year or two years or even five it could be five years before i go full-time on this you know what i mean like and i understand that but yeah i have a, you know what i mean like i have a dream and i have a work ethic and i feel like that's very important as well like you know what i mean even if it doesn't work i know that i tried do you know what i mean yeah, and there's so much to be learned from this and so much um, knowledge that you'll carry through from this, regardless of whether it sinks or swims, you know. And another thing that Gary Vaynerchuk says is, like, he wants to lose. And in a way, like, I want to lose because, like, it, it helps me, it makes me stronger in a way, do you know what I mean? Like, like little setbacks, like, it, I learn from it and all that sort of stuff. But, like, do you know what I mean? You you come to under to like deal with like little things like that. Like something that was big a year ago is like minuscule to me now. Do you know what I mean? In like, uh, in dealing yeah. with things. And that's just like, it helps you overcome things. And like, there's so many things that I've done and it's like, Oh, I didn't want to do this. And it's hard and all that sort of stuff. It's like, well, it's not as hard as I think it, everything has becomes easier when you fail, which is an odd thing to say, but it's true. Yeah, no, it's absolutely true. It's applicable in, in so many aspects of life. Like I, I notice every time that I make a program, I've been working on the same game for ages and I keep stopping it and then restarting it from scratch and restarting it from scratch. And every single time that I work on it, mm. I, I, I've already figured out all these little finicky issues that I've had every other time that I had to spend days trying to figure out. I, I can do them in you know a couple of minutes. And every single time that I reiterate that game, every time I try and recreate it, um, like the, I can get to back, back to where I was the last attempt in, in like a quarter of the time. Hmm. And it, it's very valuable. It makes you a lot better, a lot quicker. There's so much, I've become a much better programmer 
just by recreating the same thing more efficiently, more effectively every time. You got to pay your way. You got to just, you got to just do the time. You just got to, you just got to do it. That's the thing. You're never going to learn if you don't do it. You get better over time. That's just how it is. Yeah. 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 That's exactly how programming is. That's how surfing, skateboarding. Life is. Um, That's how life is with everything. Um, I did want to. I was trying to. I was trying yeah. to think of a joke, and I couldn't. You couldn't think of one. Yeah, I could say like killing people, but then you don't do that. You don't do that. So you you tried Hayden, and you know, you tried. That's all that matters. Yeah. Um, I want it in one of the, you know the, the bit of a, our final discussion before we nearly head off. I want you to talk. I want to talk about how so if you came through school, and then you ended up like you know you ended up becoming ducks of the school. You were the head of your year. And then you've moved mm-hmm. into university and like moved away to do that. Like, did you, like, I know you said you didn't really see yourself becoming this person you are today, like moving away to Canberra and then going to university. Like, was it, look, we'll, we'll, discuss, we'll, we'll discuss ducks. Did you think you were going to be the top of your year? And do you think it was very hard to with the amount of people you're up against? Um, in, in year 12, yeah. I, I was very aware of it. Beginning of year 11, I thought, hell no. Uh, I thought, I'll be lucky to, to pass year 12. Um, and all, I put so much stress and pressure on myself, comparing myself to benchmarks that weren't actually there. Because I'd always imagined like, oh God, you know, th- this assessment, I've, I've got to do it as, as best I can. But I feel awful knowing that I'm not going to get 99% like this imaginary person in my head does. And that's how it always was. And that's how it's, it always is still. I'd always compare it to this imaginary bank benchmark. Um, and and in, in a way, it was good. It, it was very unhealthy for my brain because it's just constantly anxious, stressed, always felt sick, things like that. Um, but in the end, I would always come up with very, very good marks. I'd, I'd get marks that were close enough to that imaginary benchmark mm. that I didn't hate myself. <laughs> um, and... Eventually, that just kept happening. Uh, I kept refining, um, you know, how my brain worked and how how uh, to deal with all these problems that I kept I kept facing, and I just got better and better at school. Um, and so, by by the time year twelve came around, I was like, oh well, you know, I'm not sure if other people have put in this much stress and anxiety into like refining their their ability, because y- you can get through <laughs> year twelve without stressing and get amazing marks. A lot of the people that I went to school with got incredibly good marks and they had ba- balanced lifestyle. They're very healthy. It's just people work different ways. I, I, I'm like inspired by, I, I guess you'd say, the threat of failure, um, where failure was that imaginary benchmark, mm. um, which is un- unrealistic. You shouldn't set unrealistic goals um, like that. But, you know, like back when high school began, God, I, I was pumped and ready to leave by year 10, you know? I wanted to be out of there as quickly as possible. I didn't like school. And then by the end of high school, it was like my favorite thing in the world. I was a bit like that. Like I didn't, I remember I wanted to move schools because I just didn't enjoy school. I didn't really enjoy learning either. And now, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I wish I did more. Like there was more, more like, you know, your drama, your music, even parts of art. And even just in general, not taking things seriously. Do you know what I mean? I think in parts, like I didn't take things seriously, but I, at the same time, I did. Do you know what I mean? Like right now, I feel like I could balance it. I could balance it so so much better. Yeah, I, I took things so seriously. I was very worried about how um, 
every every course I picked would affect my mark. I was very conscious of that. You know, like now looking back on it, it wasn't as important as I'd made it out to be. And that's something that I think a lot of people should have a look at and think, you know, just, just how valuable is the HSCs. And because I look back at it now and the mark I got, um, I think it was good. It probably wasn't wasn't worth all the stress. And there's a lot of courses that you can get into to get to the course that I have, have now. Like you don't you don't necessarily need to get the marks. You just need to show that you're dedicated and can work hard. Um, what was I trying to say? God, mm. I can't remember. I think yeah, I agree. I like I remember you, I remember going for walks with you a few times, and you were very stressed. You were very you know what I mean like it felt like you thought it was life and death sort of thing. Yep. And it yep. definitely wasn't. And like, I thought, I think you, did you know that, that it wasn't in the back of your head? Yeah. Uh, Cause I'd always like calm myself down saying that even if I fail it, <clears throat> it doesn't matter. There's, there's always alternatives, which is absolutely true. But in the other half, I, re- I, re- I just didn't want to give up. Like I was too far into it to just throw in the towel and, uh, you know, accept a, a, a less than, um, Desired mark. Do you are you happy with how things turned out? Are you happy that you moved, like that you've moved to Canberra and all that sort of thing? Are you glad you took a gap year because you took a gap year and some people have, some people do, some people don't. Are you glad you had yeah. that year? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I wish I had done more mm. in that year. Oh, the point I was trying to make before was like I wish that I had done drama and and or music and or art and things like that. Uh, extracurricular things that aren't necessarily purely academic because there's a lot more to life than um, academics and making money doing that there's a lot of beautiful things uh, as part of why people live to make art to make poems and paintings and shit like that it's very very interesting stuff to study um but yeah i'm very happy that i took a gap year i definitely needed it i put too much stress on <laughs> myself mm. and i needed to raise some money i, I put everything on the sideline just to focus everything on schoolwork. Like I said, in my mind at that time, I thought it was life and death. So didn't get my license, didn't work to get money, didn't do anything. And I thought, well, because I put it on the sideline for that whole two years, I better make up for it. And you did. And you, yeah. I think it's good to have that year just to do, to figure things out. Sort of thing. Yeah. I figured, you know, I've just done this, been schooling all my life. Um, I'm about to go into schooling for another five years. And then once that's done, I'll be in full-time employment. <laughs> um, you know, it is a bit depressing. So I thought, well, I'll have some time off and then jump into it full force. And, and, and in saying that as well, anything could change. Do you know what I mean? Like you might hate what you're doing it, like in six months from now. Um, yeah. Hypothetically, something with me could work out and then I'm able to pay you. And then, you know, you... You know, you might do things part time. You might abandon it completely. Like, who knows? Like, might your your head your head changes quickly. Like, your you like you could be a different Hayden now than you were a month ago, or yeah, a few weeks ago, yeah. something. Yeah, who knows what? Yeah, that's true. Who knows what could happen? And yeah, it's good. It's I'm glad everybody knows the the real you. That came out really gay, like extremely yeah. gay. Um, before we before we before we finish up, how, do you how would you describe yourself, Hayden? I don't know. I think I'm still a bit of an asshole. Yeah, 
I think I'm going to include that in the title of this episode. Hayden Clark, still a bit of an asshole. <laughs> nah, but I'm ve- I'm very proud of you, and I love you, and I can't wait to see you grow up and figure your life out without me. And like, you don't need Ennui to survive. And Hayden, Hayden, Hayden. Hey. This has been On We Talk, a We Are On We production hosted by me, Matthew Winter. You can find more episodes of our show on iTunes, Spreaker, and Google Play, as well as on our website, onwe.tv, which is E-N-N-U-I dot TV, and at youtube.com slash onwetv one